Welcome to the Plan Simple Meals podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, one meal at a time. The Plan Simple Meals podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier, happier home. Listen in for informative conversations and valuable strategies to make meals healthy, meaningful, and fun. Let's do this. Hey, you guys, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Meals podcast. Again, we are on this daily marathon of episodes about work-life balance where I'm interviewing amazing entrepreneurs who also happen to be moms, and we're really diving into this topic of how we get it all done with as much grace as possible. And There were so many of these great episodes and something really exciting that's going to help us all balance our life is coming out, I guess, officially next Wednesday. So I decided to run the episodes seven days in a row this week so that we could experience them all in a short time. And hopefully it serves as sort of an inspiration as our kids are going back to school that we also get to learn and grow and create new habits. So I'm hoping that's what this serves. I would love to generate more of a conversation as well. So definitely come to the Plan Simple Meals Facebook page. Let's chat. Leave a comment. Tell me what you've liked. We always announce the podcast. You can even look for the picture of the podcast and tell me what you like under it. But I would love to generate a conversation. And if we generate enough of a conversation about any of these episodes, I'd be happy to ask any of the guests to come chime in. So if you want to talk further and have discussion, come do that on the Plan Simple Meals Facebook page. All right. Two more announcements before we dive in with today's amazing guest, Emily Christofferson. So one announcement is that we still have this giveaway that we're giving away and the giveaway that we're giving away, that sounds kind of weirdly said, but I want everyone to make sure they sign up. And the way that you do that is you go to plansimplemeals.com slash join. There's a bundle of 16 amazing gifts, including some of my favorite books, my book, the planner that's going to launch. There's a gift certificate to anthropology to get your new fall look on. There's food, meals that are delivered to your doorstep, a gift certificate for an amazing online market. I mean, this is everything that's going to get your game on this fall, your health and your happiness and your wellness. So definitely make sure you go sign up. Again, it's plansimplemeals.com slash join. And you'll see after you join, if you share it with friends, you actually get more entries. So that will up your chance of winning. So do that too, because that helps you. And it also helps me, which I greatly appreciate. All right. Announcement number two is that this flow planner that I've been talking so much about is becoming a reality. Um, It is going to launch on Wednesday evening at 8 p.m. I've surrounded myself with some good friends at home. We'll be doing a Facebook Live and I'm hoping you guys all get this email. So make sure that you are on our list. If you're not, just go to theflowplanner.com and get on the list. If you get any emails from me, you're on the list because I'm going to send it to everybody. But basically, the first couple hundred are going to be at an amazing price. And I just, 
am dying for as many people. Like I'm thinking I want 10,000 families to have this book. That's really my goal. If 10,000 families have this, I will be so grateful, humbled, and I know that amazing changes will happen in those families because I really think that everyone, all the interviews of these, the past month and this week have clearly indicated indicated to me how important the planning process, the visioning process, the making daily declarations of what you're getting done, how much all this really is important. And that's what this planner does. So just please, please, please check it out, support us and share it. I mean, that's my big thing because I only know so many people, but then you know so many people. So that really helps us out. If you feel like you could even be a really big support and you have different ways, different avenues you'd like to help get this out, shoot me an email, Mia at PlanSimpleMeals.com. This is, this is my baby and it's going to be my focus for the next month or, you know, the next few years probably, but definitely the next month. So um, shoot me an email and let's chat. All right, you guys, Emily Christofferson was a coach of mine, a huge help in many past launches. I met her originally, I think I actually met her originally online. She started posting about, she was like in this group that had nothing to do with food. It was really more about entrepreneurship and launching. And I saw her start to post stuff about food in this group and that she was dehydrating some zucchinis. And if anyone had any tips on that, and I chimed in, I don't know. I just, I loved the way she was thinking about food while she was doing all this amazing work. And then just a couple months later, I sort of had seen her picture, you know, cause it had been in the, the top of some webinar I had signed up for her and on her little Facebook profile. And I was at this event of one of my mentors, um, Fabian Fredrickson in, she she had an event in Florida and I was walking out of the hotel and I saw Emily getting out of her car and I was like, no way, you know, like I've always wanted to meet you. Like we've had all these conversations and I met her then and then I ended up hiring her a couple months later and she's just a great person. And you will hear that in the podcast. She's a single mom. She has a son. She does an amazing job and she's I hired her because I'm definitely a big idea person and she is so fantastic at details and you're really going to hear all the amazing details that she can help us with around our food as well, even though that's not even what she does in this episode. So Emily is an online business coach, a marketing strategist, and an expert in making other people's ideas a reality. She helps passionate entrepreneurs cut through all the business building information that they've been hoarding to create a personalized strategy to grow their business right now, not in the future. Um, her clients all have multiple five-figure launches. They've grown businesses to five figures a month. They've landed a, t a TV series and they've made the switch most importantly from having a hobby to a profitable business and when she's not coaching and consulting you can find her taking her son for a swim experimenting with healthy recipes or cooing at her cats so you can see why i would want her on the show hey emily welcome to the plan simple meals podcast i'm super excited to have you here today Thanks so much, Mia. I'm really excited to speak with you too. Yay. So it's funny because you 
came into my world and I explained to everybody how I knew you and a little bit about you, but you came into my world in a really funny way because you're one of those, you know, I don't even know like how all the algorithms even work on Facebook, but like a long time ago, actually, before it got really complicated, like you were one of those people who kept popping into my feed and I'm not even sure how we became friends, <laughs> but your posts sort of always stuck out stuck out to me and eventually we ended up working together so I guess something something good happened in that um but it's it's always funny to me and and one of the things that stuck out to me so much was you were talking a lot at the time about cooking and going to the farmer's market and getting vegetables and I was like wow this woman's doing a lot of stuff it's really cool so anyway that's like the history of how you came into my my no, I didn't even know what you did for your business, I don't think, but I just kept reading all your posts. That was probably like four or five years ago. Yeah. So it was exciting to finally meet you live and then eventually work with you. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about um, sort of where, actually, where are, you're in Canada, right? I am, yes. Um, and you've, have you always been in Canada? I have. I live about 20 minutes away from where I grew up, so oh, I haven't so moved cool. far. That's cool. And you have one son. I do. One son, Emerson. He's 10 years old. 10. That's awesome. Um, I love that. Such a good age. It's fun. Mm -hmm. And I love, I love having, I have a boy and two girls, so I appreciate the son part. <laughs> You're lucky. <laughs> um, so let's dive in a little bit. So first of all, let's talk food. So I feel like if I was noticing all those posts about you, even though, you know, you're this amazing business person, that food plays an important role in your life. Is that true? Yes, I would say it's one of my hobbies. So you probably noticed all the pictures because I regularly try new recipes. And so I always get bored with whatever I have. And most weeks I try a new recipe and I sometimes post a picture of it to Facebook. So that's probably why you saw that's it. That's cool. And have you always been into food? Yeah. So when I was growing up, my parents were really boring. <laughs> so we, were, we ate basically the same thing over and over and over, and it was really bland. And it yeah. wasn't until I got out and I went to university and kind of had my own kitchen that I was able to experiment. And I really loved it. And I loved looking up different cookbooks. And once there was the internet, then looking up different uh, recipes and reading reviews and trying it on my own and kind of testing and tweaking. It was kind of like this part-time hobby on the side. And so it was something I always enjoyed. I love that. It's, it's, it's so, I love when I hear that people love it because I think probably I attract people like me sometimes. And I, I don't think I loved the act of cooking. Like I started to like cooking once I started to get healthy because of the food I was eating. But mm -hmm. I was never, you know, I, before that, I wasn't like into recipes and it's kind of sounds silly because I wrote a cookbook, but like, I don't know. So I love, I love hearing and I feel like the light part of the lightness in that is the hobby part. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. that it's fun. I love that. Yeah. Um, and does your son love it too? Is that sort of trickled down? Yeah, he does. So sometimes he gets really into it with me. And especially when he was younger, you know, it was a great practice for understanding math. So understanding measurements if we were to half the recipe or something like that. And also just the reading aspect or I've had him print out grocery lists to practice his printing. So when he was a little bit younger, it was a really great thing to do together. And now That's an he's, awesome idea. I love that. Yeah. 
So now he uh, still likes cooking, so he even has gone to a cooking class. And the only thing is that it's turned him into a very picky eater. So oh. he's kind of a connoisseur, and he'll make so like lots picky, of comments. Not, picky not in the way that we think, but picky right. in that he has like a good palate and really yes, wants and to eat good opinions. food. Yes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> well, and soon he should be able to cook a whole meal for you, right? So then, then you're off the hook. Yeah. Um, all right, so... Another thing that, as I got to know you more, really struck me, and it's funny because it came up as we were planning when to record this, because I made a little scheduling boo-boo myself, um, is that you're really amazing with boundaries and with carving out your time to be with, you know, your work versus being with with your son. Um, Has that always been the case? No, definitely not. So I left my job and I left my job now more than five years ago and I love my work. And what quickly happened is that it took over. And so even though I was enjoying it, it was becoming a bigger part of my life than I wanted. And so when I started my business, it really was to be able to be there for my son and also do what I love. Mm -hmm. And that kind of got lost after a couple years. And part of the problem is that I was billing hourly. And so I was in that trap of how many hours have I worked? And if I just work more, then I can make more. And I wasn't really sure how to get out of that. But it also was that I was getting, um, you know, I was getting a lot of business and I was having a lot of clients and I was having a lot of success. So it felt great. And I wouldn't necessarily say that it was alcohol. Uh, that it was a workaholic, it was more like things just blossomed and took over without me even noticing. Mm. And so it got to a point where I kept realizing, okay, I've skipped lunch, I'm working in the evening, I'm getting cranky. And after noticing that for a while, I realized that I had to make some changes. And when I stepped back, I saw that, okay, I really had just created a very full job for myself. And even though I was able to have some flexibility, so I was able to take my son to school or volunteer in his class, it wasn't really what I had created um, mm. or what I had created was, wasn't really what I had wanted. And so within that, that's when the boundary work started to happen. So I am pretty strict about when I'm available or times that I'll see clients or the amount of time that I take to respond to emails. And I feel like I want to give the very best to my clients and I can't do that unless I really take care of myself. And so I know that I feel really good when I show up with clients because I feel, you know, I feel happy and fulfilled and not, you know, not like I have no energy. And so I've realized that in order to sustain this business, um, it's exciting to work and it's exciting to have lots of clients, but it's also important to set those boundaries. And for me, it really is just around work time and availability and client time and all of that and sticking to it as best as I can. I love that. And I love that you said that setting boundaries was taking care of yourself. Because I feel like a lot of times, you know, not only with work, but also with our family, you know, we're always having to set boundaries to make space for the other thing. And so often, I think we as moms feel selfish for that. Um, So I love that it's like actually taking care of yourself, you know, to set those boundaries. And you can feel it in your energy, actually, that... um, you know, you're fully there. So I'm assuming your son son feels the same thing on the other side, which is awesome. I hope so. Yeah. (laughs) And you know what? It's really little things. So, you know, 
it came to a point where I realized that I had skipped lunch so many times. That was something that kept coming up. Mm. And then I would feel shaky later in the afternoon. Or I realized at one point I remember talking with a friend and I hadn't been outside and felt the sun on my skin except when going to the bus stop and coming back home. Right. And it had been about a week. And so when things like that started to happen, I realized that it's really little shifts. So it's going outside. So when the weather is really nice, sometimes I'll take my lunch out and I'll sit on the back deck. Yep. Sometimes it's uh, so one of the things I did was get a dog. <laughs> and funny enough, he helps me create balance because he needs to go outside. Right. And it gets me outside and walking at different points of the day. So it really is little things. I know they always say, you know, it's just five minutes. Or I think sometimes people think that it needs to be a manicure or a bubble bath. But for me, it's just even five minutes sitting on the steps outside feeling the sun on my skin makes me feel happy. Yeah, I love that. And so at the very beginning, when you were going from this point of, you know, work, 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 and you sort of had this moment of realizing that you had maybe overemployed yourself <laughs> and not done what you wanted to do and have the time you wanted with your son, what are there any specific steps you remember that you took to get to that point where you could appreciate those five minute things? Did you just start small? Like, how did you, how did you know, like what to do next? So I remember one of the things that I did was I created my ideal week calendar and I used Google calendar. And so I created a new calendar and realized that not everything that I was doing was going to ever fit in. Yes. And so it was time to make some decisions. And so I got really strict about, okay, what does it need to look like? And, you know, I wouldn't even say I'm exactly at my ideal calendar, but I am so much closer than I was. And so it was just how could I make different shifts? So for example, I don't usually have client calls on Fridays. That's my day to get everything done so that on the weekend I'm not thinking, oh, did I do this? Did I do that? That kind of thing. Yeah. And so it was little, little shifts like that. And then it was also getting support. So I have a really great friend who acts as an accountability buddy and we're both moms and she gets, you know, she gets this whole online space. And so having someone just to talk it out with and mm. be really open and vulnerable with really helped. And for her to kind of keep me accountable, even if it's some little thing, I felt like that really helped. I love that. And I mean, one of the reasons actually that I'm coming out with this planner is that one of the things that I found as I was traveling this year and meeting lots of moms and thinking that I was going to help with food and that what people didn't know was how to get their kids to eat and not be picky or to cook was that actually the problem is so much more about time and that like literally we don't have time to do all these things that we re think we really want to do even though we think we do have the time because we think we can fit so much more into a day than we actually can um, mm -hmm. and it's amazing what happens when you start to just add some of those things in even first um, and create mm -hmm. that ideal week I love that idea of an ideal week and you know, what it really looks like. And then you start to see like where the other stuff, the work fits in. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm imagining, did you, because I know that you have a very successful business, like I'm imagining that even though maybe you were taking away from the time that you were working, obviously, because you were fitting in these other things, that you were still getting as much done at some level. Is that true? Yes, it is. So the one thing I noticed right away was that I was having more ideas. 
And so when I was taking time away, that's when more ideas would come. And that felt really good. And the other thing that happened is that when I sat down, I had more energy and focus. And so before I was more like pushing myself through to get more done and thinking that I was being productive. But what I do now is totally different. So before I have work time, I know exactly what I'm going to focus on so that when I sit in front of the computer, then I'm able just to do it. And so I was finding before I would, you know, do something and maybe it was taking longer. So if it was some writing project, then I was going over and over, or maybe I would go on Facebook and get distracted. And that's not normally me, but that's what was happening. And so I realized that it was false that if I just keep pushing through that I'm going to be more proactive or more productive Yeah. and having those breaks and coming to it, I was able to get so much more done. I love that. And yeah. do, were you able to, I mean, and I've definitely experienced both, both those scenarios, you know, of, of, of trying to push and realizing three hours later that I wasn't doing anything. Um, mm-hmm and sort of kicking myself that I wasn't, you know, playing a game with one of my kids or something or cooking a good meal or whatever, the other things I could do. But then I've also had those moments of, you know, more flow where I set, it takes five minutes to do something that maybe could have taken an hour if I was procrastinating. But do you have any tricks for sort of that? I love the, it sounds like you sit down with such intention to, to do something. Do you ever want to get up and go do something else? Like how do you work your way through that? Yeah, so I I do. So I have fairly set work hours. And so in my head, that's my work time. Got it. And I made this mindset shift that it's not just me working with clients as a freelancer, it's me as a business. And so just like you would normally show up to a job, whether you like to or not, then I show up during that time, whether I want to or not. And most of the time I want to, yep. but I'll give you... Um, So here's one thing that I did just yesterday. So over the weekend, we went swimming on Saturday and Sunday, and I loved it. And I was feeling like, oh, there's only so many more days until Labor Day when it's going to start getting cooler and only so many days when I could go swimming. So I made a deal with myself that I'll work in the morning, and if I can get a presentation that I was working on done before... Um, the pool opened that afternoon, then I would go and in exchange, so I was gone from one thirty to 4, in exchange, I'll work in the evening and I'll be totally okay with that. And oh, I know I like what that. I'm going to need to do and that's okay. So it's kind of finding that balance. So in a way, it's like making up the time. And I could have just said, oh, it's summer on my own boss. I'm just going to take the afternoon off. Yep. But I also have responsibilities and things that need to get done. And I want to feel good about it. And it's something that I enjoy anyways. And so I make that trade. And that works really well. I love that. And I love looking at it that way. Someone else in this series, um, Patty Lennon, on her episode, shared the idea that if you're not going to get something done in a day, that you then move that thing to another time, which is, I think, one of the things that some of us don't do and then start not to believe our calendar, you know, cause, <laughs> cause we're yeah. not, we're not actually getting this stuff done. So I love, I love looking at it that way though. And, um, you know, fitting in that thing that you really want to do, not feeling like you have to sit down if, if, you know, summer ends. So, yeah. right. I yeah. love that. And yeah. Did you go swimming? 
Yes. <laughs> cool. <laughs> and it was beautiful, and I was there a couple hours, and I was really happy. And after dinner, I sat down, and I got a lot done. And I'm sure that I got more done than I would have in the afternoon feeling sorry for myself. Yes. <laughs> that I'm inside. Yeah. So um, tell us a little bit about, so is there, are, are you, is it you, is it you and your son? Are you Yes, I'm a single mom. Yeah. So I want everyone listening to take that in because you have a lot of balance for somebody doing this all by yourself. I love that. Um, and so, you know, I, it's amazing actually how you are able to really have focused work and then have this this other time stop the work and go pick up your son from the bus stop. And I hear those little tidbits of you know being able to go swimming and eating lunch outside, which I love that those beautiful moments can happen. Is there, like, how else do you fit in you time in all this? Is that a Friday? Is that what happens on Friday? So I have a lot of support from Emerson's dad, and most Saturday nights he spends at his dad's, Mm. and that's, like, my me time, and... Um, One of the changes that I made was I had fallen to this trap of, oh, this is extra time that I could work on my business. And sometimes I still do that. So if it's my business or it's something that I really enjoy doing or if it's writing and I'm totally in the flow, then I will use some of that time. But I always have something on Saturday that I'm going to do just for me. Sometimes that's just lighting a candle and reading magazines on the couch. Other times it's getting together with a friend. Sometimes it's going out and walking or going to the water it looks different every Saturday but I always have that time and if I don't then I know because you know we're in communication regularly and so you know if it's not Saturday then it's some other day and so I have that support and I'm able to make that time for myself yeah it's 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 funny as someone who's who's married and hopefully my husband's not listening to this <laughs> but as as some you know as your kids get older sometimes there's definitely a lot of couples that split up and I was always secretly kind of jealous of like those weekends <laughs> the weekend time when you could just be alone <laughs> but well, I actually it's funny because I hear moms who let's say they've recently broken up and they're just missing their child so much. And I'm kind of laughing because you get to this point where it's wonderful. Like you have the best of both worlds. So I see Emerson all during the week. Most of the time we do something together. So him, um, his dad and I like to do something together on Saturdays and that makes a good transition. And so it's like, I get time to myself and not that many moms do. And I feel like I'm happier on my own, um, you know, doing my own thing, making all the decisions, being with him. And then I'm also happy to have time by myself because I know a lot of married moms don't have that luxury. Yeah, so no, I, I was that. totally jealous of that. But you know what? We can do it too because this is a lesson I learned when I was writing my book. Um, I got to this point where I literally, like I couldn't, for some reason I was just having total writer's block during that school hours. Like I just couldn't, for whatever reason, it just like every time it was like 2.30 and I have to go get my kids at 3 and all of a sudden at 2.30 like I would get into the flow and I would start writing and then like, you know, 10 minutes later I'd have to get up and leave. And after weeks of this, I was like, you know what, I just have to tune in to my, the hours that I can be creative. And I actually left for four days <laughs> and I went and I just, my mother-in-law was out of town and I was like, look, you guys, I just need to be alone. And it's funny because you know, we do so many things in the day on other people's times, which we, you know, come to 
be habit and it's fine, but every once in a while it is nice to sort of get out. And I think we all can, if we just seize the, you know, figure out the opportunity and figure out how to do it, we can all get away for a night. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I, th I think that's an important lesson to learn from all single moms out there. Um, all right. So another thing that I'm hearing as you're talking, which I love and is something that I think didn't come naturally to me right off the bat is that you very much seem to appreciate all those little moments of the sun and lunch outside. And do you feel that on a daily basis? Is, do you have tricks? But like, do you ever let those moments fly by? Or do you have a process for which you're recall? Like, I don't know, maybe it's just because you're saying them on the podcast right now. But you sound so truly deeply appreciative of those five minute moments. Well, I think it's you know, maybe it has something to do with being a single mom and knowing that you really need to create your own support in mm -hmm. order to do everything. So I feel like being a mom takes, you know, whether you're married or not, it takes a lot of energy. And then having a business and being creative and being the one who is making all the decisions takes a lot of energy. And so I learned fairly quickly that I need to look at all those little moments and be appreciative of them. But also I think that I'm intentional in terms of creating pleasure in my day mm -hmm. and having it be fun. And so I remember asking myself, you know, how could I make today more fun or how could I enjoy today to the fullest? And it is all those little things. So it's, you know, looking and seeing um, the beauty outside, whether you have a garden, whether there's the breeze and you feel it on your skin, whether it's the sun on your skin, whatever it is. And so I'm pretty intentional about, okay, how could I enjoy today? And what are those little pleasure things that I could do? Sometimes, you know, it's a cup of tea. It just varies every day, but I make sure that there's something during the day and during the evening for myself to enjoy. And most of the times it's those little, little, little things that just add up. Oh, I love that. Um, okay, so I know this about you because I've worked with you, that you are like the most amazing woman at spreadsheets ever. Um, so, and as I introduced Emily, I explained that she helped with um, a few of my launches and she's just so amazing with details and, you know, figuring out all the little things and timing. So, it's it's funny as you explain how your week goes it sounds like maybe it's sort of like rinse and repeat like the time blocked part of it is that true or do you have a process that you go through each week each day each month that sort of sets the tone for you know work time time with your son self-care time like how do you do you have any systems that you use in your life to make sure that you're sort of sticking to what you want to do and creating the life that you want to create? Yes. And it's my Google calendar. So I do have a rinse and repeat week in that I know on particular days, that's when I meet with clients or particular uh, afternoons and mornings that I do more client work or work on my own business. Um, I also have every Thursday morning, every other Thursday morning, I have locked off for me. And so I use my calendar religiously. And um, and so every Friday, I also have time blocked off on my calendar to look at the next week. Mm. And sometimes I'll make changes. So I know like this week, for example, my son is at camp during the day. And so I have more time and availability. And so I'll change things around a little bit. But I'm always looking at next week and seeing what, what needs to happen. What do I want to happen? And I also 
don't just look at business. So I usually say, here are three things that I really want to do in my business, but here are three things personally that I really want to do. Um, so every Friday in the afternoon, I take some time and I just have an hour blocked off for it, but I look ahead to the week and I kind of just, I guess I just sit and reflect. It's not like I actually do anything. Sometimes I do move things around in my calendar, um, but that's, that's my habit. And so it's become such a system where I look at my calendar and rely on that. Yeah, I do something very similar. And I have come to love that hour. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and it changes, you know, sometimes I'm working more on my business, sometimes I'm working on a personal thing. So it takes up more time of that hour. Um, I teach a lot about meal planning in that hour. Um, right now I'm working a lot on my own relationship with money. And so that hour takes up a lot of planning around that, but just sort of knowing there's something, there's some magic in knowing before the weekend, because I think a lot of people plan on Sundays, mm -hmm. but I love knowing a lot of those things on Friday. Cause it lets you sort of like, just like eat, breathe into the weekend and really mm -hmm. experience it for what, you know, the rest it's meant to be. Yeah. Now, for when it comes to food, I mm. plan on Thursdays. So... <laughs> I love that. You're even ahead of the game. Oh, my yeah, God. So the reason for that is, um, so just a few months ago, our grocery store uh, offers this service or started this service that's called Click and Collect. And you can order your groceries online, and then you just go to a certain parking spot and call them, and they bring your groceries out. And so I was doing that on Friday, but then on Friday night, everyone was there. And so you would have to wait. And so I backed it up and now I do it on Thursdays. So Thursday morning I make a list and I kind of go through everything and I know what, what it is that we're going to eat and what it is that we'll need. And so I order it. And then on Thursday nights, usually in the afternoon, I go and pick, pick it up. And so it avoids that Friday night rush. And so I like that because going into the weekend, then I know exactly what we're going to uh, have and what I'm going to make. And so usually on the weekend, there's some batch cooking. So I'll make some meals and have enough for the week. And so I use that as a system too. All right. So there was just so many gems in that that I just need to point out a little bit. So sure. number one, you're ordering online and you're like totally making efficient the grocery process, which is awesome, which I expect no less from the queen of efficiency, well, um, <laughs> which I love. Too. So the great thing is it shows you what you always, so when you go and log in, it will show you, it's called my shop and it shows me what I get most frequently and then what I get occasionally. And sometimes it's as easy as click, click, click. So I noticed that actually the number one thing we get is zucchini, which is, I don't know how that happens, but <laughs> <laughs> so it's so easy because I realized that we do eat you know, even though I like variety, that we get a lot of the same things. And so it makes it so easy. And I also find, you know, it's quicker, but I can control my budget and I can control how much so I can just go and look in the fridge to see if I need it. So there's not the same waste or wondering and guessing and impulsivity. And yeah. so, so I love it. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, so so ordering it online and understanding that the line was too long on Friday, so moving it back a day. I mean, I don't know, like all that's amazing. And then really only shopping once a week, which I know isn't perfect for everyone, but if you're trying to get into better habits or save money, it's I think it's a life changer. Um, and then buying the food before the weekend so that you can actually batch food. And it, all of that is just makes it so much, I think, more efficient, easier um, to show up for food. So 
Yeah. Gosh, those are amazing, amazing tips. So thank well, you. <laughs> you're welcome. Well, I, and I must say, so I noticed one thing when I was working too much and not having balance, it did show up in food. So mm. I was missing lunches and then really hungry, but I was also resorting to like making grilled cheese, which yeah. is not something we even eat now. <laughs> and so it's like, well, I don't want to order pizza or go to some fast food restaurant. So what's the easiest? Well, it's grilled cheese. And so yeah. that was another clue. Like I'm not eating what I want to. And it's easier to see my son isn't eating how I want him to. Yeah. And so I need to make a change. And so it's interesting how the two go together and how it can show up in, you know, in different ways when you're not having balance in your life. Right. And you also mentioned that when you started to get back into balance that you were able to sit and like concentrate and stuff. And I imagine that that also ties into the food, right? Did that have anything to do with it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so we would stand up, even my son would stand up eating breakfast. You know, it was always like, I thought the more I can get done, the better. Yeah. And so we had a lot of backwards habits that needed to change. Yeah. I, I interviewed this amazing um, parenting coach, uh, Kim John Payne, um, who wrote the book Simplicity Parenting, sort of at the beginning of the episodes of the podcast. And I've seen him speak a few times and he always explains that he would do a timed thing with um, parents. He would go into their house for a whole day and sort of shadow them. And he got into this thing where he would time breakfast like standing and like on the go and in the car versus actually making a breakfast and sitting at the table and the whole to go and standing and like rushing out the door with it in your hand actually took longer than it would take to like make breakfast, sit down, wash the dishes and then get out the door, which I found so fascinating. So like sometimes I think when we think we're saving time, we're actually not. Yeah, I'm sure that's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, all right. So, oh my gosh, so much good stuff. Thank you so much. So there's two more things that I want you to tell the audience. One is the question we always end with. But before we get to that, um, will you just tell people a little bit of how they could get a hold of you and why they would get a hold of you? Um, and yeah, we'll go from there. Sure. So how they can get a hold of me is through my website, which is emilychristofferson.com. And why you get a hold of me is if you have an online business and you're looking for strategy, systems, sequences, steps to growing it, launching it, um, and getting it out there. So making your ideas a reality. Yeah. And you're, you're really, it's like, it's like you're the equivalent of being able to order that online. Like you do that for people and business. So yes, yeah. if you're in that place, you should definitely reach out to Emily. <laughs> um, okay. So that's, and did you just, sorry, did you just give your website? Did you just, yes. yeah, okay. Yeah. Perfect. Emily so we're at, yes. and because it's a little hard to spell and because we always do, it will be in the show notes. So you guys can go look on the website and plan simple meals and you will see the link to her site. So the final question that I ask everyone is to tell us about a meal that had a big impact on you. And it could have been because of the food, the company, or some aha you had while at the table. Okay. So mine is probably um, spiralized zucchini. So almost like pasta. And the reason for that is because I first heard about it through a health coach that I was doing a cleanse with. And now it's become this known thing. So at the grocery store, for example, they have spiralized vegetables available for sale. But when I heard about it, I got into it and it made a lot of sense as a way to 
avoid carbohydrates and I got into raw food. So I bought the dehydrator, the spiralizer, the nut milk bag, all of that. And I would say that that kind of kicked off my journey in being more attentive or looking at what I eat more carefully. And still, that's one of our, our go-to things. So on the weekends, I will have zucchinis that I'll spiralize and have them in a bag and they're ready to go. And it's something that my son can really easily eat and likes it too. And so I would say, and that's probably why we eat so many zucchinis. Um. <laughs> I love that. Well, it's, the funny thing is, is that now that I'm thinking back, the first post I ever saw was you dehydrating zucchinis and trying to yeah. figure out how to make them crispy. So you were like <laughs> asking if anybody had the secrets because yours, I guess, were soggy that day. So that's funny. You're, you very much are into zucchini. <laughs> yes. It. And do you, what is your, what is, do you love your spiralizer? I always love knowing which ones are favorites. Yeah, I do. Now, I ordered mine so several years ago off of Amazon. I don't even know what kind it is, but it, Got it. you know, you stick it in and it has these, um, plugs that attach to the counter and yep. you spin it. So is it the I've kind that it. leaves like a butt of the zucchini when you're done? Yes. 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 Okay. I'm, I'm going to link to that in the show notes because I know exactly which one it is. Okay. So good. Everybody will know. Well, thank you, <laughs> Emily, so, so much for your time. This was awesome. You're welcome. Thank you so much. I enjoyed it. All right, you guys. I'm kind of in love with that episode because Emily, I just think, is so organized and so clear that that just really resonates with me. So I guess that's why I loved her and hired her in my business as well. But um, I just, I the grocery thing, like that is going to be the thing I'm going to work on. I just love how clear, how streamlined, how easy that all feels in her life. I'm sure it's not always easy because she does an amazing amount of things. But I just, I love that strategy of ordering groceries and just going and picking them up. And I love how, she problem solves around that, right? She just finds a solution because she realizes there's a problem because she's thought long enough to realize that it could be better. So at the end of every episode, I share three doable changes. The idea behind a doable change is that it's something that you can take for a day, for a week, sometimes they take a month, and really play with them and schedule them and make them work in your life so that they can become long-lasting habits and changes that really work. And the cool thing about this is, is that our lives don't always go as we plan. We get sick kids, we might have to travel, we might have to take some time off. We Different things come up all the time. This summer, my mom was in the hospital that like changed things up. So things happen and we get taken out of our habits. But if we've created these habits that are really habits, it's very easy to plug back into them. And this is different from the model that I used to live by, which is I would get all of a sudden super inspired to make huge changes. And I tried to do all these things at once that would make me feel so great. And I would do them. And sometimes I would do them for a day. Sometimes I would do them for a week. Sometimes I'd even make it a month. But inevitably something would happen that would throw me off my game. And I would find that when I was ready to get back, which the recovery time actually was longer than it is now, I, I'd have to start over again. And so that's when this idea of doable changes that build up over time really came into play. And it's huge. I have 101 of them that you can go download at plansimplemeals.com slash 101 if you want those. And there's three pretty fabulous ones, though, that Emily shared. So let me share those with you. 
The first one is just to take five minutes for you. So start by giving yourself five minutes of pleasure in your day. It could be taking your lunch into the sun instead of eating hunched over your desk like Emily did, or taking five minutes to breathe in between tasks, or you could enjoy a cup of tea in the afternoon instead of letting it grow cold or talk, take your dog for a walk. So get used to making li a little space for things that give you a lot of joy. And it's always so interesting to me that all it takes is five minutes. So this is about a regular five minute practice of giving yourself time. So that's doable change number one that came up in this episode and I think is fantastic. Number two is set up your ideal week. So we can do so much if we plan for it. So what are the important pieces that you want to be part of your life every week? Maybe it's scheduling scheduling work all the time isn't sustainable. So schedule in some downtime. Maybe it's scheduling in time for grocery shopping and meal planning and cooking, or maybe it's scheduling in that time to organize the online grocery shopping, which is what I'm going to do this week. So when will you take care of the house needs and scheduling appointments? Set up your ideal. Try to live it. And don't beat yourself up if you don't do it perfectly. Just move yourself closer to that ideal. And I have to say that this premise is pretty much like the idea behind the flow planner. So if you like that doable change, you're going to want to pay attention on Wednesday or just go to theflowplanner.com and see what that's all about. Okay, number three, get an accountability partner. An accountability partner can help you move toward your goals. They can help you get past stuck points and they can just be there for support. We all need that. So choose somebody who truly gets your life. Emily picked a friend who got the online business space. So if you're looking for support in living healthy goals, pick someone who will support you where you want to go. I am always here for you. You can do things for free, like you can go find free Facebook groups. We have that at healthymomsmeetup.com. Um, there's so many health coaches out in the world. If food is the thing you want help with, there's business coaches. But just know that like your close friends and family aren't necessarily always the right accountability partner. So just pick wisely. Pick the person who can really help you get close to your goal. This has been like the biggest ever amazing thing in my life. I feel like I'm so blessed with just this amazing group of accountability partners that I check in with regularly. We just, sometimes we even just tell each other what we're up to. And just the act of telling somebody what you're up to is so helpful in making it actually happen. So those are the doable changes that came from this episode. I advise you to pick one, write down more if you heard more that you liked, but pick one for now, work on that. When you feel like you've got that down, then move on to the next one because that's how you will make this sustainable. I will see you guys tomorrow on the next episode of the Plan Simple Meals podcast. Bye for now. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple Meals podcast. If you like what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give us is to share Plan Simple Meals with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast at iTunes. I absolutely love sharing simple solutions to help busy families eat clean and live well. Visit healthymomsmeetup.com and come join in on the fun. In our free group, 
you can chat with me and other health-seeking moms, get new recipes and tips, and never be at a loss in the kitchen again. Come join the fun at HealthyMomsMeetup.com. I cannot wait to meet you there.